I'm back. Were you looking for me? I've been working hard for you. Tracking people down, making phone calls, dragging friends into closets, gathering their spooky stories for your October listening pleasure. Because it's the best time of the year. I love Halloween. October is my favorite month. I'm sure you will agree. The fall weather, all the decorations, the festivities, so much going on. And then the costume, getting your costume together, going to parties. It's a great, great time of the year. I love it more than Christmas. I wish there were two Halloweens, no Christmas. So you know we live in a very haunted town, right? Knoxville has a lot of history. Well, I thought, I bet I know some people who have worked in some of those haunted places that give Knoxville that reputation. And then I thought, maybe you might want to hear them. So, put my feelers out. Some of my friends responded. I called them up. And what we have is a little compilation of some goosebump situations, we'll call them. Now, when I say I dragged some of my friends into the closet for this, believe me, I went to a friend's party and I had this idea to gather these stories, and I thought, I wonder if anybody at this party has any. Asked around, sure enough, a couple takers, and we went into my friend's closet, and I just recorded them on the phone. So, you know, the audio is what it is. Again, it's all about the content, I feel. But it's kind of fun because you can hear the music in the background and some of my friends hooting and hollering. It was a good time. It's the first time I've ever recorded phone conversations. But I think it went pretty well. And I put the closet talks first because I felt like if you can get through the sound quality of the first two, you'll be okay with the calls. Also, those closet recordings end pretty abrupt. We were rambling, and I cut all that out to spare you. There was some drinking going on. So we'll start off with the closet interviews. Here we go. I I found my friend Sheila, and she's going to tell me her ghost stories. Go. I can't wait. Okay, so I've seen two ghosts, and I've smelt and felt a third. The first time I ever saw a ghost, I was working at the Bistro by the Bijou. This would have been around 2010 or 11. It was after a show at the Bijou Theater, and the bartender and I were sitting in the table closest to the bar, rolling silverware at the end of the night. Mm -hmm. And she had the lights on, kind of like the like bathroom area, like the kind of, there's like a weird hallway where it's like the bar ends, there's like a biscuit and tea station, mm-hmm. or there was when I worked there, and then the bathrooms and then the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So she really only had the lights on kind of like in that little area, and then the other side, like the main part of the downstairs dining hall was dark. So I had my back to the front door, I would have been facing back looking towards the kitchen, and Veronica was looking across from me, and we were just kind of rolling as fast as we could. It was like 1am, and all of a sudden I got like really cold, and I hear this like like swishing like rustling sound of mm-hmm. um like a lot of fabric like together. taffeta or like something taffeta. yeah like a thick taffeta darling yeah, taffeta. Taffeta. <laughs> so much taffeta <laughs> yeah it was just like this rustling sound and i kind of like looked out of the corner of my right eye and i just saw this woman it was so it was crazy the woman she had like a high-necked uh collar oh. with like a little bit of like lace trim on the top like really tightly fitting in the bodice, the bodice but then like really large skirt. so like 1800s Probably. early 1900s yeah like when women still twire, had to wear way too many yeah, clothes like the, the tens oh yeah, yeah. um i mean i'm sure if I, I should look at like some fashion which is when the bijou was like was, a hospital and a, well it was like a hospital it was a hotel it was a movie theater it's yeah. like all sorts of things but this was definitely like 
she was probably from over I mean she probably would have died like over a hundred years wow. ago and then she's a you know like a middle aged woman she you was know, just walking she was walking from like what would have been like kind of like the gay street area towards the back of the house I felt cold I heard it and then I just saw it and it was like she wasn't walking she was like gliding across the floor wow. and I just saw it for like I mean, it would have been like two seconds, and I was yeah. like, whole, and I just froze uh-huh. what I was doing. And the bartender was like, I don't want to know. We're going right now. And she just like stood up. She put all like, you know, like the un, she's like, we'll do it the rest tomorrow. Right. And like put the silver where up, grabbed her purse, grabbed her keys. I had to get my stuff because I had biked to work. And so I like, we just got all our shit, turned the lights off. Or I don't even know if she turned the lights off, but we just left. And like, I remember like locking the door and she's like, I don't want to know. Don't tell me. Because right. um, she spent, I mean, I didn't work there more than four days a week and she was there all the all time. The time. Like, I don't want to know. So that was the first ghost I ever saw. Yeah. And then the second ghost. I ever saw was at the Fourth Presbyterian Church, Fourth Pres, like on the corner of Broadway and Glenwood. Uh-huh. We were um, doing this like Quaker meeting in the evenings, and this a huge old church, and they're renovating now. I haven't been in there for forever, but we were, had to it walk through. It is a really through. pretty it's church, gorgeous. too. Yeah, but we had to walk through the sanctuary to get to this kind of like middle like meeting hall area where we were having uh, holding a meeting and. I just saw this little old lady sitting in the second pew, just, like, waiting for church to start. Oh. And my husband's really into paranormal stuff, and so I asked him, he was like, oh, yeah, like, ghosts, oftentimes when, like, people get confused, they go to the places that they're, like, really familiar, the places right. they really love. And then the third ghost I ever, I never, I didn't see anything, but I smelled, I had a really, like, strong smell recognition, and then felt, kind of, like, felt this, like, presence that was at our wedding. It was my grandma that came to me. Oh, yeah, so she, I was, like, the youngest nice. of the girl cousins, and she had met my fiancé, my husband now, but, like, she had met him, and I was, like, you know, this is my partner, and then she died, I think she was, like, 96, so she, we got married, I think, two, a year or two after she died, I don't know if you had this experience at your wedding, it's, like, really hard to get away from people, because everyone's, like, oh, my God, this is amazing, I never I was, yeah. yeah, you're not, so, but it's hard when you're, like, getting married to, like, have a moment to yourself, so, like, yes. eating and going to the bathroom are, like, you have to like steal yourself away from everybody. So I was like, I finally, I think five hours in, and we had like a really fun wedding. We had like, uh, like a band procession. We all stood in a circle. Um, we had a unicorn at our wedding. We had a tequila. We had a what? margarita contest. What? I was doing puppets at the time, so we had puppets. Oh, like it was like so super great. fun. It was super fun, but it was like hard to get away from people because yeah. we were like just doing so much, and people are asking you questions and telling you, it's the best day of your life. Which I was like, I fucking hope not because I haven't peed for five hours. Yeah, and your right? face is aching because yeah, you're, you're smiling, smiling so much. And, like you're getting pictures. Yeah, it was and your crazy. lips are dry. And it's, you're insane. Like, it's insane. It's insane. Yeah. I was like, I hope this is not the best day of my life because yeah, it's too right. much. It's but too it was much. very fun. It was yes. very fun. But so I finally like after five hours of all the things I was like I've got to go to the bathroom so I went to pee and I they had this one bathroom down the main hallway um just past the gymnasium and it was on the right hand side I went in there and I locked the door and it's a pretty big room and all of a sudden I smell my grandmother and I was like oh my god I'm having a stroke at my wedding like I it was like it like I walked into the room and it was almost like you know just like hit me and so I started There's doing this There's nothing stronger than smell. Yeah, well, memories. that's what everybody says is smell yes. memory. So I was like, and I was like, it was one of those things where I've never had that happen before, where it was so, like, frightening almost. Yeah. And I mean, it's like, here's this person who, like, helped raise me, and I love her to death. Right. I love but her you so know much, that she's gone. But she's gone. Right. And I'm like, okay, I'm having a stroke. Yeah. And so I would do this thing where I went, I was by the sink 
I walked myself to the sink and I'm by the sink and I would like pick up the hand towels and I would put it to my nose and I would smell. I was like, okay, that smells like, like that's a towel. And then I would pick up the soap and I was like, okay, that smells like lavender soap. And as soon as I would take, I think I tested like five different things in that space, like a candle, potpourri, soap, four things and a towel. And every time I would take that item away from my face and be like, okay, that smells like a towel or potpourri or whatever. It would, she, her smell would come back. And I was like, Oh my God. And then I was like, Oh, I get it. You came to my wedding. Like you came to my wedding. I was like, Oh, that's so sweet. Like, I'm really glad you're here. And I had this sense that like felt sense of like her presence with Mm -hmm. me and like her love and appreciation. And like, just like being there with me and it was so powerful it was so wonderful what and then I just told story. her I was like I love you so much thanks for being here I was like I gotta get back to my party though like know that I like I always love you and I miss yes. you all the time so yeah oh and I went gosh. back to the party but like so I've seen two ghosts the the bistro by the beach was my first that was my my initiation yes the, the other and what a neat ex- that's kind of yeah. cool that's the that's the ghost you expect to see like yeah. around the bijou yeah and, and gay street and downtown knoxville and stuff so, wild yeah we're gonna we're gonna hear some good <laughs> oh thank you so much You're for welcome. sharing great so tell me tell me that story that you told me the other day about uh oh crap i forgot where opryland. you were even working when you were working at opryland yeah okay tell me that story okay so i worked at opryland theme park which a lot of people don't know, but it used yeah, to be a it theme park, right? It was so hotel. fun. It yes. was so fun. Like we deal. had Silver Dollar City and we had Opryland. Yes. 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 Those were the and two it was kind things. of a big, a yeah, big thing. Yeah, it was a big deal, yeah. So I was in college and I worked at Opryland in the summer at this little restaurant called Riverside Cafe. Uh-huh. And we sold all-you-could-eat catfish uh-huh. and chicken. Yeah. And then you got, like, a side of coleslaw yeah. or fries. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. No, new beans. Oh, new beans. weird. <laughs> right? As opposed to <laughs> yeah. old beans. And we probably had, like, 40 tables, and it was, I mean, crazy money. Yeah. Like, you'd have to go, you'd, you'd go drive to, like, Opryland, and then you had to, like, get on the bus... And then you'd have to go to like costume, which oh, is a whole other story. And get your <laughs> what I wore was like oh, ridiculous. A, a picture. What am I picturing? Oh my god! It was like this. <laughs> it was like this red ruffle skirt with like a white apron, a white button-down shirt with like puff sleeves, and then like a red fucking visor. <laughs> like you couldn't. And then and then I'm on the bus. Because you ride a bus from right. parking lot with all these, like, because I was a theater major. I'm like, well, on the bus with all these people who are, like, performers. And I'm like, oh. here I am, putting on my <laughs> red <laughs> fucking rubber shirt. And, you're and you get to go, like, live your best life. Oh, or whatever. And then you go home smelling like chicken and catfish. <laughs> chicken and catfish. <laughs> so, <laughs> but crazy fucking money. Crazy like, money. tippers. You're making way more oh, than God, those yeah. performers and, are making. And tourists tip fucking really well. Yeah, yeah. So um, we had like, I don't know, like 40, maybe 40 tables. Mm-hmm. I think it was called Riverside Cafe. I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. It was Riverside something. But it was right on the river. And very quickly I learned that Opryland theme park was haunted from my manager who'd worked there since he was like 15 and he was like 30 when when I was there. So one morning I come in and a haunted I theme park. Mary the ketchups, you know, which Mary and the ketchups. Yeah. 
we so, all you know, know you have like glass bottled Heinz 57 ketchup. Which you don't have those anymore. No. <laughs> you can't even you have get to marry those them anymore. And it's yeah. gross. It's and disgusting. And you'd soak the lids <clears throat> in hot water. Yes, I remember that. Yes, and and wipe out the gut. Right. So my morning duty was making sure all the tables were set, along with the brand new married ketchup. So I did that, and then I walked back into like where the because it was all open air outdoor dining area. Yeah, it was on the river, and every table got a ketchup. Yeah. So I walked back in to like where the food is, and I was probably in there like two or three minutes. I walked back out, and every fucking ketchup bottle is on its side <laughs> like on these glass tables like everyone is 40 on its tables side. yeah of ketchup at least that you had tables. just set out yeah you walk away for two minutes you come back and two they're all on their side yes and so i go back in i cannot remember my manager's name but i remember i was like um <laughs> i'm not really sure what just happened and he was like oh miss mcgavick and i was like say what so <laughs> He's like, Miss McGavick owned all this property, and this is actually, this this restaurant is where her house was. And he's like, she makes her presence known a lot. I'm sure that's what it was. When she died, she left this property, I feel like, to like her nephews or her children or whatever. But she said, do whatever you want with it, but just don't make it, like, make it non-for-profit. Don't and make so, money off of it. Right. Use it for whatever, donating all this land. Right. Don't use it for profit. Right. And so they... And so they put a... A theme park. A theme park on yeah. it. Yeah. Which, which is I like had... The yeah. most profit. Like, the most... Like... Yeah. It's ridiculous. Like, I remember my parents taking us there in, like, the 80s, right? Yeah. Like, it was crazy. So, she was not happy. No. She was pissed. So, at the same time, there... So, I was like, well, that's wild. So, he then tells me, like... He didn't tell me a lot, but he tells me that, like... There was a lot of stories, a lot of theories, whatever. And um, there were a couple of security guards who had quit one night when they were closing at the theme park because of what they saw. And he was like, also, (laughs) they're building the Opryland Hotel. So at the same time, they're building the Opryland Hotel, which is a pretty big deal now. That's really, that's all that's there. That's all that's there now, yeah. But um, they had already built, like, a third of it, I guess. Mm. And so they had a bunch of hotel rooms. They had a couple, like, restaurants in there. And he was like, you need to go check it out. You need to go to this coffee house in the hotel. And then look at the picture not far from that. Just tell me what you think. And I was like, all right. So my girlfriend and I, my roommate and I, we go and we're walking through the hotel and there's like all this construction and we see this coffee house and across the hall we see this picture of like a country window like a like a country window like you know like a window pane right and if you walk up close it's like i don't remember who the artist was but she's from clinton tennessee and you're like oh that's cool you know Uh pretty picture but when you walk further back if you keep walking and look like at the print, you see this woman in in the fucking window. <laughs> yeah. So Yeah. And then like you're like, well that's not right. Keep going back. And when you're up on it, you don't see you it. You don't see but when it. You turn but when around, you come back and you're when like, you turn around to look back at it, and she's, she's there. totally fucking there. That's so, and it's no, still. no, thank you. So, Is it still there? 
I don't know. I haven't been there in years. I haven't been there in years. (gasps) But, like, yeah. So, you're like, okay, um... And, you know, and of course the people are, you know, people that are, like work at Opryland know this and they're like, well, right. you know, and my, and my manager was like, listen, like I, I, that artist is like, I only painted a window. I only painted a window. Don't blame <laughs> me like, if my I'm painting like, gets haunted. Like, yeah, she did. And so, so that was, that was probably the trippiest. That was more, yeah. that was more scary. I don't know that ketchup thing. That was scarier than the ketchup because I could walk up to the print and then I could step back and I'm like, that's wow. really, and I know where Clinton, Tennessee is, right? Yeah, like, yeah. But, and then I remember like somebody saying like the people that worked at the hotel had to check all the rooms at night, uh-huh. like the unoccupied rooms uh-huh. and like several times they had checked a room and there was like a woman in there. But then there was no woman there. No woman, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So Opryland Hotel is probably haunted. And Opryland was haunted. Nate Bargatze worked at Opryland when he was like 15. Oh my God, I love him. I know, I love him too. I wonder if he had any haunted. We should ask him. Can we ask him? Yeah. I'm going to message him. (laughs) Do it. Do it. Well, that was fun. What great sports my peeps are in catering to my wacko whims. You'll hear from them again, I'm sure, because they have some other stories. Next, I give my buddy Drew a call at his abode. His stories are a little different, but totally worth including just the same. I know I wouldn't mind overhearing them, so lean in. Hey, you. What's up, Daddy-o? Oh, uh, just trying to catch up my day. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. Well, did you um think of anything? You know, like to think of actual paranormal. I, I know some very, very abnormal stories. Yeah. Especially from like Lord Lindsay's. Lord Lindsay. Yeah. That place was definitely haunted. Yeah, yeah, it definitely had some weird energies to it. So you, you know, and then everybody always talked that way, so the vibe was always in the air. But I remember one time uh, closing up the place, and uh, upstairs was there was two offices upstairs, and there was like the office the general manager used, and then there was Harold's office, and Harold's office was an absolute mess. Well, well, you know, so yeah. it was Harold. <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> but then, you know, I was up, I was up, kind of counting money or whatever, you know, closing out of the night, and I heard all this noise coming out of his office. Weird, you know. Sometimes it'd show up. You never know. And I was like, what the fuck? You know, it's just all these, you know, rattling around in there. So finally I kind of went over and opened up because there's no light or anything in there. So I finally I opened up the door and there's this mama possum and like five little ones just staring at me. Like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, what the fuck, man? Also, I could, I could see that happening at Lord Lindsay. Oh, yeah. That place was such a mess. It's like Grey Gardens. Yeah, floor in the back bar fell through before I left. The floor behind the bar in the back bar was gone when I got there. What year was this? 2004. The basement, it was always, that was creepy as hell, no matter what. The basement? I yeah. didn't even know it had a basement. Yeah, well, that's where they kept all this, all the, the dishware and all that kind of stuff. And it was, uh, it was kind of low, so I had to, you know, duck down. And then, you know, cobwebs and it's, it's like cement foundation and creepy and moldy. And you get in there and, yeah, you, you're always hearing shit down there. And that place is so old. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. Who knows what the hell happened there? Yeah, right. I'm sure it's been 
every I think I just envisioned every place around there being some kind of civil war ho- civil war hospital at some point or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and I mean, even even the, even the grotto when they open up the downstairs, you know, there's all the history about the couple layers of, of you know floors of buildings that are below Gay Street, and whatnot. Right, all the underground Knoxville. Yeah, I mean, there's still un- undeveloped stuff down there. Who knows? Did I ever tell you about the time that, um, um, what was that? Remember that kid, Matt, that she hired to do accounting or whatever? Me and him, it was, uh, it was, it was, I think it was a Thursday when they were doing Sundown in the City. And me and him were doing something down in the green room. And somehow it locks from the outside or something. Oh, you are locked in the green room? That yeah. that little room off the green room or the actual green room? Green room itself. Yeah. And <laughs> and everybody was, like, was nobody was there because everybody was out. On it was the square. all everything was all starting to take off, so everybody was busy running around and nobody could hear. And there's music and I looked at it, I was like, <laughs> "What did you do, man?" So on my keys, I always carry a P38 military issue can opener. Mm-hmm. You know the little can opener. Yeah. And I use that. To dismantle the handle piece and oh, the lock. Oh, funny! To open the door to get us funny. out. Well, there's worse places than the World Grotto Green Room to get stuck in. I have to yeah. say, that place was great. <laughs> I've experienced a bunch of stuff, but not not generally when I'm working or busy. Usually, it's in passing. I have a handful of pictures of people taking pictures of me through mirrors and whatnot, mm-hmm. and their eyes are crazy distorted. I could send you a couple of those. Ew, yeah, do. Yeah, there's there's this whole one series Lisa took from like the living room when I was in the kitchen and she saw me through the mirror and she took three pictures and she's been completely freaked out ever since. Oh yeah, I want to see those. <laughs> yeah, they are pretty weird. You can see a person; it's it's pretty wild. And it's not me. Ooh, maybe it's your guardian angel mm-hmm. or your guardian right. spirit. Your guardian, it's like a guardian troll. <laughs> <laughs> you're so nice let me call you i appreciate it yeah no problem thanks for calling yeah all right i'll talk to you soon all right good night, okay. night. Good night. <laughs> and as you could hear jb says bye to that little bark at the end was jb i'm going to see if drew will let me post those photos of his mirror spirit fingers crossed i'll try to get those up on instagram and facebook so next up is my friend lynn the skeptic, the skeptic turned believer. Let's hear why. Hey, Lynn, my friend Lynn. So you used to work at the 11th Street Coffee House. What year was it that you worked there? Oh, let's see here. This was probably in the early 2000s when this happened. And I remember that we had seen, after this episode took place, actually, we'd seen the sixth sense. So that kind of where, whenever that happened. And my ex had owned the coffee shop beforehand, and I kind of moved alongside her, and I had an Amazon business upstairs. Um, after the wonderful Cynthia Marquette moved out, she's a, uh, let's just call her a regional artist. That's what she is. Okay. Lots of people know Cynthia and her uh-huh. art. And um, there was a lot of artists there and just, you know, just general strange people. After working there uh, and being around that coffee shop for so long, I discovered that nobody's really normal um <laughs> and so you know there was Leith Kalani was a regular Mindy Smith 
Um, Adam Deal worked there for quite a while. Was a great employee. He's in a couple bands and a, and a and a really incredible artist himself. So it's just a creative place. And I remember that there were some episodes that happened. We um, actually had some ghost hunters once or twice. Um, there was this door on the side of the uh, house that you could see it from the outside, and I'd seen it so many times. But they explained to me like, where does this lead to? What does this make sense? And I was it was just like, a door to nowhere. Yeah, and I was kind of like, I, I, I can see that because it's like I couldn't see a porch leading up to it or anything at once upon a time. You know, It's what I mean? very Winchester housey. Yeah, yeah, and it's an, the house was built in the 1880s from what I know, and uh, it used to be a boarding house. And then after that, uh, well, I don't know, not directly after that, but it was uh, the beer part of the beer garden in the World's Fair in 1982. Nice. Well, anyhow, um, I'd heard of several things going on. One of the main major things was the Romanian lady that worked in the morning, Liliana, said that she uh, had seen a little girl. I mean, she thought it was strange. This little girl was by herself at the front counter, and she turned around for a second, then turned back, and she was gone. I thought, no big deal, just a uh, superstitious Romanian lady, you know? And, and then a, another guy that... Um, We'll just call him Mr. Moon. Uh, he said that at that same uh, area where that girl was, he felt his spirit pass through him or something, you know. And I'm I'm really skeptical about these type of things. Uh, I would say at the very best, I'm agnostic about ghosts. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, so I was just like, you know, if I if this thing happens, if this happens two or three times with someone sees a girl, maybe there's something to it. Um, I remember Cynthia said she would hear footsteps downstairs when we were closed and. Sometimes when we were closing late, we would hear footsteps upstairs and, and, you know, check it out and didn't know, you know, didn't make a big deal out of it. Just thought, you know, there must be some explanation. Well, there was one episode that happened, uh, actually a few episodes that was different. And because I had personal experience of it, that's why when I hear people talking like, no, there's no way ghosts exist or they don't believe them. uh, Well, I'm kind of like, well, listen to my story. You're not a skeptic anymore. Well, I'm still skeptical about it. I don't know the explanation for it necessarily, but uh, if someone says there's no such thing as ghost, then I'm I might stand up and say, "Well, I've got this story I want to tell you." <laughs> so, um, we had started experiencing where, like, there was in the back bathroom where there was like sometimes like water uh, sprayed on the mirror and uh, paper towels everywhere and toilet paper is just a mess, and we were kind of getting on to the employees like what's going on they're like i I clean the bathroom one of the last things i do and so we started thinking well maybe one of the other employees is coming in late at night and start having a party or something well it happened two or three times and sometimes it was worse than others but one night we left late we closed the store went out to eat or to a movie or something we would always sometimes we'd come back later just to let's go grab that cake there and take it home with us you know or something or just you know just check on things whatever well we go into the bathroom and it's a mess there's there's paper towels everywhere and we found out shortly after that one of the security guards who i don't know if he worked during the world's fair or he knew another security guard that had he had said that one of the security guards had died in the bathroom had a heart attack died on the toilet well during the world's fair yes (gasps) yes so we and somebody confirmed this to me because we had a a bunch of people that were there we call them the knowledge misers they were townies who 
you know, specialize in Knoxville history. And the Jack Neelys of the of the town. Let's just call them amateur Jack Neelys. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so anyhow, we had just taken out. There was two bathrooms there, two two toilets there. Well, we had just taken out one of the bathrooms and the stalls uh, to just kind of make some more room for storage and so forth. Well, then it kind of dawned on us that. When this stuff started was right after we removed that last toilet. So that kind of got you know my attention, and um, it kind of stopped after that. Um, I remember we saw the Sixth Sense shortly after all this took place, <laughs> and we came to the coffee shop, and my ex went into the bathroom to go to the bathroom, and I, like, uh, while she was on the toilet, I turned off the lights and shut the door. Oh, and, Man, you dick. And I know, and then we got divorced shortly after that. Was that one of the reasons she put on the paper? Oh, I don't know. Not really, but I, that's funny. That wasn't a good thing for me to do. That's sure. funny. Um, I don't know. You know, you mess with people. It's funny. And then we, at the time, we had moved into a hundred year old house. And I've got some other stories about that. Maybe we can talk about that at some other yeah, time. Yeah, I will call you another time about okay, that, that. But still in October. Really, but yeah, yeah really you know, they say that when you do construction on a place that has spirits, that it, sometimes it, it makes them upset. You know, I've heard that. Have yeah. you heard that? That yeah, 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 they that. don't like the change, you know. Mm-hmm. So, do you think that was the actual toilet? Is that what you're getting at? That was yeah, actual... yeah. I think the guy died on that toilet. Maybe it was a possibly a um, a remaining spirit or a you know. You a, disrupted his yeah his, play, his, his area space. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing, dude. All right. Okay. Take care. Yeah. You too. Have a great night. Thanks. Bye. Okay, well, that was pretty creepy about the security guard. And I'm going to call Lynn back about his house stories. So I had to get in the way back machine for this call. My girl, Teresa, way back. I've always loved knowing her. She is just a, a good person. We worked together at Barley's back in the early twos. So I knew that she had something because Barley's is haunted, y'all. Here we go. <laughs> Can I get that one more time? Hello, you sexy motherfucker. <laughs> That's what I thought you said. Hi, Judy. <laughs> How are you, baby? I'm great. How are you? Overworked and underpaid, but, oh. you know, still happy, smiling, living my life with the best man in the whole wide world, with the best kids, oh. and all the animals. It's so great to hear you. It's good to hear you. I know. You know, I, I really honestly couldn't be happier right now. I'm so glad to hear that. I really am. You deserve it. Thank you, Melanie. I love you. I love you. How are you? I'm great, thanks. Having fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, lady, I got two stories you can choose from, or you can have them both. I want both of them. So, we're going to start with Barley's. Okay. Um, This was back when Doug and Jimmy still owned it, before any renovations had been made, and the Mm -hmm. trolley car was still in the middle of our dining room. Yes, yes. The good old days. A.K.A. the the good old days. Exactly. The originals. originals. So you go up the elevator from downstairs to upstairs and you go upstairs into the prep kitchen. You walk into the prep kitchen. The cooler's on your right. The prep tables and the mixer and everything are on your left. 
and there is that little alcove right beside the freeze the the walk-in where you could put speed racks things like that do you remember this i do okay and then if you walked down the prep kitchen line there was another door that went out into the stairs going downstairs the upstairs where the restrooms are Exactly, the upstairs uh, t-shirt closet. Where Joel used to take naps. I may or may not. I may or may not have uh, (laughs) pumped breast milk for Taylor once or twice in that room. Sitting on top of the t-shirts, but we're not going to talk about that. (laughs) And then you could also go down the hallway to the billiards room, okay? Yes, yes. So, okay. So, um, when I first started working at Barley's, Kent Stewart hired me to work in the kitchen and do prep. And um, then Kent and I started talking about um, me making desserts, blah, 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 yada, 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 whatever. So Bill, I don't know if you remember Bill with the long hair. Mm -hmm. Okay, Bill was the one who taught me how to do prep. Well, there was one day I got there before Bill did. I came up the I saw Horsehead downstairs when I came Um, in. I saw David, obviously, because he was there before I was to open the building. And he let me in. I love David. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Mm-hmm. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Blah, blah, blah. I'm going upstairs. I'm going to be done here. Cool. We're good. I go up the elevator. I get all my normal stuff together. And I wasn't baking that day. I was prepping pizza balls, which we all know what those were. I was prepping pizza balls, sauce, cheese, blah, 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 blah. And my baker's rack was when, you know how when you walked out of the elevator and you went towards the prep kitchen, the walk-in was right there and the alcove was right there. My baker's rack lived in that alcove. Mm -hmm. And when I needed it, I would pull it out. I would use it as I needed to. And I I wasn't baking that day, so I hadn't touched my baker's rack. And I'm standing there and I'm making pizza balls. And my baker's rack pushes towards me, not aggressively, but just slides out of the alcove like someone was moving it like how many feet um probably three to four but just on its own there's no slope there's no no, there there was no slope there that was the amazing thing about it they're flat and my and my (laughs) big yeah i know and my baker's rack just kind of towards me and i was like okay all right maybe maybe the house moved because you know sometimes houses move maybe the house moved Sure. And so I keep making pizza balls, and all of a sudden, out of the left side of my peripheral vision, I see something behind the baker's rack. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, it's 7.30 in the morning. I'm more than likely hungover, been <laughs> up all night. You know, it is what it is. And so I'm like, okay, I think nothing of it. At this point, I'm facing the back of the upstairs bar on the prep table. And all of a sudden, I just see this black image come up. On my left-hand side, I don't really think anything of it. Honestly, I think it's horse head. And I look over, and then all of a sudden, I see this dark image on my right, and then there's nothing. Hmm. And then the door going to the bathroom, hallway, linen closet closes. And I was like, okay. There was no, there's no cold, eerie feeling or anything like that. But I was like, okay. So um, I'm not here by myself. And I went downstairs I, and I started to get in the elevator. I hit the elevator button. And then I was like, no, man, I'm going to take the stairs because I'm going to trap it in the elevator with something that I don't know what it is. <laughs> so I took the stairs downstairs and um, I came walking out of the kitchen and horse heads up at the front doors with his music in his ears mopping away. And I was like, dude, I was like, are you just upstairs? And he was like, what? 
I was like, dude, were you just upstairs? And he was like, no. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I'm going to sit my pretty little blonde ass down on the bar stool until Bill gets here. I'm not going back upstairs alone by myself. And that was the last time that Teresa worked in the upstairs prep kitchen. Alone. <laughs> Alone. <laughs> yes, ma'am. No, no, no. And uh, it was, it was, I didn't feel scared and I didn't feel like I was in danger, but I was like, yo, okay, I know but you're you here. alone. I was definitely 100% not alone. And I was like, cool, I'm going to go downstairs. You can have the upstairs prep kitchen right now. Yeah. I'm going to be back in like 30 or 40 minutes. Maybe we'll be cool then. And I went downstairs and <laughs> Bill showed up and we went upstairs and we made food. And he was like, he goes, hey, Teresa, why is the baker's rack in the middle of the floor? And I was like, I don't know. That's a good question, Bill. I don't know, friend. <laughs> So when, did you work at UT or? Uh, Jay and I both worked at the university club. We were Aramark employees. Oh, okay. And um, it's when uh, we had Taylor. Tatum was little. She, I was pregnant with her actually when I started working there. Uh, well, after I started working there. Thanks, Jay. But um, <laughs> I was the uh, Kelly Henderson, Bill Henderson's wife. You know who exactly who I'm talking about. Yes, yes. She yes. was my original catering director and she left to go find other ventures in her life so i became the catering director and miss miller was the lady who donated her home to the university of tennessee the university of tennessee turned miss miller's home into the university club on the corner of kingston pike and nayland drive it was a faculty club and they just built onto miss miller's home added a pool for the swim team Blah, 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 blah. And there was Miss Miller's home, and then there's the addition and the kitchen and everything else. And it was very, I mean, it was a, a seamless entry to the other, but you knew which which was which if you worked there. Well, Miss Miller's bedroom was upstairs on the left-hand side of the building on the far right. And you had to take some intricate stairs to get to it. It had a fireplace. It was this nice, beautiful, elaborate room. And there was this beautiful painting of a Cherokee Indian above the fireplace and so it was called the Cherokee room and that was Miss Miller's bedroom was the Cherokee room and Miss Miller didn't like people being in her room and we used it as one of our banquet facilities some days were better than others and to set up in Miss Miller's room we would set up a u-shaped table to keep an open space and we would set everything around there I had heard stories from people who had worked there longer than I had about Miss Miller's shenanigans. And I was like, okay, you know, I believe in spirits. I believe in ghosts. And then we're setting up one day in the Cherokee room. I have me, Kelly Henderson is there and like three other servers. And we're setting up our formal placements with our saucers and our cups and our linens and our silver, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, one of the cups off of the saucer sitting on the placement goes flying across the room. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to pretend that, <laughs> that somebody just dropped something. And then another one. And then another one. Not like at anyone. They're actually flying onto the floor. Like they were like, get this out of my way. This doesn't belong here. This doesn't belong here. Oh, wow. Not like at a person in particular, but like this is not my placement. This is not my tea set. This is not... What uh, I want flying off. And after the third one, because we always 
and I was taught when I started working there to respect Miss Miller. And when she shows herself, get out of her room. Okay, cool. So three teacups onto the floor. All right, Miss Miller. Thank you. Have a good day. We're going to go. And I changed the function from that room to another room. And Miss Miller did show herself quite a few times. She would do sometimes funny things. She would do sometimes creepy things because my office was adjacent to her old bedroom uh-huh. behind her personal bar. And she, I would be in my office sometimes and just like some weird things like you would see a shadow here because there were still her artifacts and like stuff that belonged to her in the office just because the tradition you didn't touch you get the office you inherit what comes with it and um miss miller was neither neither the 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 barley spirit or the miss miller spirit were ever harmful or made me fear feel feel fearful but they both were definitely there i mean like the barley's kid showed up more than one time but <laughs> i mean just like little things here or there i know those two places for sure God, there's so many other places in Knoxville that have spirits. Knoxville's haunted. It's a haunted town, man. Think about think about the underground or yeah, the electric the, ballroom. Oh yeah. Have, have you ever been downstairs at the electric ballroom? I have, and it's it's disgusting. <laughs> Barley's <laughs> basement. Dude, Bar- I went into Barley's basement one time. I, I love Barley's basement. I go down I there every time the door is open, like because mm-hmm. they, they keep it locked. Every time it's open, I just go down there and just walk around. I love going back in the very back. I love the smell of it. I love the like low ceiling. But I've never felt anything down there. But I don't feel things. I don't know. I think I'm too flighty in my head. I think I've got too much stuff going on. I just don't pay attention. I don't know. I went down there one time, and I walked all the way to the very back of it. That back's creepy. From the moment I walked in, I was like, oh, you need to turn around and go back. But me trying to be Billy Badass was like, no, I'm going to find this out. I'm going to see. And I walked all the way back there, and I was like, okay, it's time for me to leave. What's up with those weird rooms and then that that cage, that room that has the bars in it? I don't know how to explain it. Sister, if you tell me, then we will both know. But it does remind me of this place (laughs) in Texas called Power Tools. That's a whole other story. But um, (laughs) Power Tools? It's a bar underground. A bar called Power Tools. Yeah. That sounds erotic. That's a whole other story. (laughs) That's a whole other story. I'll call you back for that one. (laughs) It's late. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. But yeah, those are those are my tool big my, my tool my two big ones, and so but yeah. Well, thank you so help. much for sharing. I of appreciate course. it. Happy Halloween. Anytime. Happy Halloween, my lovely. I love you. Yeah. All right. Have Bye, a great baby. night. Bye. You Thanks. Too. That Mrs. Miller stuff is pretty interesting. I'd like to know more about her shenanigans, as T put it. And here's something. Did you know that you can call me? And I wish you would. If you have an experience of the unexplained that happened in your tip industry workplace, I would love to hear it. And if you want, I'll share it with the world. And that goes for any story you may have, anytime. Go to my show notes, tap that speak pipe link, tap that speak pipe link, that's hard to say, tap that speak pipe link to download the app and leave me a message and keep that app. So anytime something worth sharing happens while you're making the monies or something in an episode that sparks a memory, you'll have a platform. Me, I'll be your platform. Give me a call. 
Well, in honor of October and all that is paranormal, I want to maybe turn you on to a podcast that I listen to that my friend Keegan turned me on to. If you enjoy the macabre and supernatural subjects, check out Monsters Among Us with Derek Hayes, whose voice really lends to his choice of subjects. He has a creepy voice, spooky voice. It's good. Okay, that's it for this time. But I'll be back on All Hallows' Eve with more spooky conversations with my cool friends. And in honor of this, if you give me a five-star treat on my ratings, I'll promise not to trick you. Happy Halloween. Paint some ghosts into old photos.